I don't think he's terrible. He, it's kind of like it's kind of like people don't like Nickelback. <laughs> like um, Nickelback isn't that bad. I said it. <laughs> I said it. They have. It's just really fun to make it's fun like of a, them. It's just a taste thing. Yeah. I don't know. It's like Keanu, Nicholas Cage, and Keanu. Nickelback. I love Keanu. I'll see them all. Really, I do. I really do. <laughs> Welcome to Design Speaks. This lovely podcast is brought to you by a graphic design geek and a regular human being, aka a non-designer. We're here to chat about music, pop culture, cool places, and basically whatever we feel is relevant. Hey guys, I'm Brandy C. And I'm Michelle. And you're listening to episode 76 of Design Speaks. On today's episode, we will be answering a question from a listener. Woohoo! Super. I love questions from a listener. From a listener and <laughs> listeners, mul- multiple listeners. I'm sure that more than one person has this question, so I'm excited to get into it. Before that, though, let's talk about our weeks. You first. Um, this week was just insane. Like... I don't Shall we establish every week from here till January? <laughs> it's just insane. It's gonna be insane in our lives. Yeah, I mean it's Christmas time, so it's just what do you? It's what what do you expect type of <laughs> life? Um, minus like, like I'm kind of trying to take it chill with Christmas this year. Like I didn't go crazy on presents and parties. I have a limit of how many parties I will go to this year, Ooh. which is like one. <laughs> And like, you already went to it? Um, like one outside of work. Oh, okay. So outside of work. So you went to both and, yours and Kelly's work parties. Yeah. And now I have one. One. And it's okay. tomorrow night. The end. Yay. That's it. <laughs> is, it this, is this like the Friendsgiving, but friend Christmas? No. This is a friend who's throwing a Christmas party, like a pajama Christmas party. And we're having breakfast for dinner and we're doing like a sock exchange. So I want to invite myself because <laughs> breakfast for dinner is all my dreams. It's so good. But it's so good. That's fun. Yes. What so, else? Um, I got, as as you might remember, I have been working on a production called Nuclear Family. It's going to be a five webisode series. Um, and we have already filmed everything. We we, it was a, we had a blast. And so now we're in post-production. We just got to meet a few days ago and look at what we filmed, edited. This is <gasps> so exciting. It's so exciting. It's so many... satisfying. Yes. It's so cool. Like, I know that what we shot just looks so cool. It looks good. Um, we have not done anything with sound or coloring. Thankfully, I'm able to look past that. But we have a wrap party tonight. A wrap party is for the cast and crew who did everything. Like, hooray, congratulations, good job. Thank you so much. Good job, us. Pat yourself on the back. Um, And then we are going to have a viewing of one of the episodes undone but it's it's not finished but a public viewing not and i mean at the rap party at the rap party okay i gotcha yeah so i'm really excited to do that so that's also tonight um otherwise i have been staying up late and watching crappy christmas movies which is not something i've really ever done subjective no they're bad no no they're bad um maybe I shouldn't have said that but (laughs) I've been so then go on to tell us what they are and then you're really going to insult everybody or maybe I should just not tag them I'm only going to talk about the ones (laughs) that I kind of actually liked okay Um, so I think I mentioned it before on the podcast at least even a few weeks ago I love love Christmas Chronicles Um, how many times have you seen it right now four times oh my god four times it's so good um I cry every time too. And then yesterday You're such a crier. I know. I'm like, when did she cry for this movie? I didn't cry at all. Oh my gosh. Did you watch Christmas Chronicles? Yeah. We watched it with the kids. At the end. And I wasn't doing anything else. I was just at watching the a end movie. when he puts up the ornament. Oh my gosh. It's so good. You're gonna cry it's right so now. It's so good. It's okay. so good. Okay. Um, okay. 
And then yesterday I watched A Christmas Prince, which I liked. I didn't it's expect fun. to like it. I was like, oh my gosh. And then it's I a turned it on. Pleasure. Instantly hooked. I was like, okay, okay. Yeah. One, I've realized that all Christmas movies start out the same. B-roll, just shots of New York. Because <laughs> only Christmas <laughs> that, only happens in New Chicago. York. Or Chicago. Very rarely Chicago, but yes. It's just like... They're the most snowy. They're, they're the windy city. I know. But it's literally like... Here, it's snowing in New York, so it must be Christmas. And I'm like, oh my gosh. It's like the first like five minutes of the movie is just shots of New York and an entire song. An yeah. entire Christmas that song. That sounds right. That, it sounds like, it sounds like um, Jingle Bell Rock, but they have different lyrics <laughs> because they can't use Jingle Bell Rock. So <laughs> like that's what I've realized. And they're, they're too poor to pay. They're, they're too they're, cheap. Not yeah, too like, poor. They're just too cheap to like, pay for the rights. We have the budget. We're not going to yeah. is what they are doing. That's hilarious. So that's been my week. Um, I also have been getting really, really into girl bands. I like I like proud to be girl bands. Like girl fronted bands or like all girl bands. All girl or bands. Girls in a band bands. Girl it could all of the above. Okay. Um there are a few artists out there that I've just been listening to on repeat. Like Sean Mendez isn't a girl. I know, but he's still really good. And he's got <laughs> he's got good um I like his I like his guitar. The, like I've been like really just listening for everything and oh, his voice of course is just heavenly. But there is there are two girls that I've been listening to, um, Phoebe Phoebe Bridgers, and Julian Baker. I they, they have some stuff on Spotify and it is so good. They have incredible voices. They are musicians. Like they have and together along with another girl. Oh, her name is Lacey. Something that starts with a D. I'm bad. Um, together, all three of those girls have a band called Boy Genius. Ah. Um. So I have brought one of their songs this week. Um. The song is called Bite the Hand. It's the first song off of their album, Boy Genius. It's just self-titled. So let's take a listen. I can't hear you. You're too far away. I can't see you. The light is in my face. I can't touch you. I wouldn't if I could. you want me to I can't love you how you want me to I can't love you how you want me to so that's just a little taste of what it is it's super vibey they have they have these girls are like the, the album is great they are even better live like, oh my gosh, go look them up on YouTube. Go watch performances. I they will. They are incredible. They remind me of Isley a little bit. A little bit, um, yeah. I was thinking they have like a 60s, like a 60s acoustic vibe. Yeah. Her voice is very, um, I can't think of the artist from the 60s, but I like see her in my... Like Stevie Nicks? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So I I love it. And also it's Lucy, Lucy Dacus, not Lacey. Lucy. Okay. Lucy. Sorry, Lucy. Sorry about that. <laughs> but um, I've been obsessed on repeat. And y- usually when I listen to the entire album of Boy Genius, it automatically just goes to Julian Baker. So I listen to all her stuff. And then it goes to Phoebe Bridgers. I'm 
obsessed. So that's amazing. I like it a lot. Super vibey. They've got like really cool. Like it gets me in the zone. They, I don't think that their um, lyrics are so distracting that I have to pay attention. Yeah, I can just listen and go. It feels like winter. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> what about your week? Uh, let's see. Um, my week. Let's see. We went to the office Christmas party for you guys. Right. Um, that was fun. Um, played a little bit of uh, Jackbox, which I always enjoy. Yes, I knew it would be a hit. Yeah, always fun. Um, watched a couple movies. So one was The Man Who Invented Christmas. And this is something that um, I want to have a topic on soon because um, it's basically... Do you know what it's about? No. So it's with... Um, Oh my gosh, all the names are going away from my mind right now. Downton Abbey. Okay. The one that plays the main husband guy. Not the old, not the dad. The oh, one that, Cousin Matthew? Yes. Um, Dan Stevens. Dan Stevens. I'm in. Okay. <laughs> so he plays Charles Dickens. Okay. Oh, I've heard of this. Got it. Okay. Because I follow Dan Stevens on Instagram. It's Got it. so good. First of all, um, it's basically the story of how A Christmas Carol came to be written. Oh, nice. And um, so it's kind of like a Finding Neverland type of somewhat. story. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very similar to that. Um, so part of it, the part that really stuck out to me. So obviously it's a really great movie. Mm-hmm. So that's step one. Step two was um, there's throughout the movie. He basically when he gets into the zone of writing and creating, they they kind of show it as if he's um physically talking to the characters he writes okay he's writing about um it's like they are showing him who they are almost. it's almost i know why you like it it's like midnight in paris <laughs> it's kind of like that um but what what got to me was he like gets in these zones and he's in his office and um he's like thinking through things out loud and talking to these characters and then someone will like knock on his door uh-huh and then all the music and all the talking and all of this stuff stops and it's just quiet. And he's like, no. And I was like, that is a perfect representation of being in the zone and being interrupted. being in the creative zone and how that feels to a creative. <sighs> like, because you can't explain. It's hard to explain that to a non-creative. Like, what that's like when you're in the zone of writing or editing or you designing or whatever. You to be in the zone to do it. Like, it just throws you completely off kilter. Yep. And I was like, this is the best illustration. <laughs> so I don't know if we can find like a clip of just that little, little spot. Mm-hmm. And like, because you don't even need to see it. It's what you hear and the feel of the, the audible sounds that are like, gives you this like anxiety about, oh, he was on to something. Right, right. So um, Where I Where did want, you watch that? It's on, it's on Netflix right now. Oh, okay. It's either, no. Netflix or Amazon Prime. I can't okay. remember which. Well, but it's on both are very accessible. Yes. So, okay, cool. Um, so I think uh, I want to do an episode on like being in the focus zone. Focus and being interrupted and maintaining <sighs> focus or something. And then also being kind about it. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's the hardest part is being nice about like being interrupted. Especially like now for me, my job has changed a little tiny bit and I have to be in the zone a heck of a lot more. Mm. And so when people come up to me and say, hey, Michelle... I'm like, take a deep breath. <laughs> you are in the zone. You can get it's back okay. in it. It's okay. It's okay. 
<laughs> yeah. So anyway, so saw that. Um, had a really awesome and illuminating phone call with Hugh Weber. I can't really talk much about any of the things that we talked about, except for to say he is probably going to be coming on every now and then onto the podcast to just chat with us. To say hey. Um, because he's awesome and he has a lot of wisdom to share. That he does. If um, you don't know Hugh Weber, go back a few episodes. We did an interview with him. He has a lot of great insight. He's very encouraging and has like... Great he's a, tips. He's a fan, and we're a fan of him. Yes, exactly. A mutual fanship. Yeah. So that was <laughs> that was awesome. And lastly, last night I went to um, see uh, into the, is it into the Spider Verse? I don't know. It's something like something that. Like it's that. the animated, the new Spider Man animated movie. I have not seen it yet, but I have watched that trailer. I don't know how many times. So I could practically give an entire episode over to this which says a lot for me um, for this movie. But basically, um, I'll say just a few things to tell you why you should see it. Um, One, if you are a fan of comics, this is the most... um, If you were to animate, like, like just take a comic and directly animate it, it would feel like this. I love it, I love it, I love it. It's not just like we took the content, we took the story and made a movie. It's like... It feels like you're watching a live comic, for mm-hmm. one, which I love. And one thing that I was really appreciative of, in the at least in the trailer, is that they explain the multiple universe mm-hmm. thing, which has always been a hang-up of mine. Yeah. I'm just like, look, I get that there are different stories. I don't understand why. Right. And so I was skeptical going in because I was like, I know about these multiple universes, multiple universes. I know that they exist. I don't know how they're going to explain it well enough for it to be cohesive. Like, I was like, it's just going to be a mess. Mm -hmm. That's what you assume. And it's not a mess. They do such an incredible job with it. The voice acting, they've got like Nicolas Cage. Yeah. (laughs) Which is the best. I love it. I'm a big fan. I love it. I know he's terrible, but I'm sorry. No, no. Lots of people do not like Nicolas Cage. I don't think he's terrible. It's kind of like, it's kind of like people don't like Nickelback. (laughs) Like... Something about the name Nick. (laughs) Something about the name Nick. Um, Nickelback isn't that bad. I said it. (laughs) I said it. They have. It's just really fun to make fun of them. It's just a taste thing. Yeah. It's like Keanu, Nicolas Cage, Keanu. I love Keanu. Also, (laughs) I'm all really. (laughs) I do. I really do. Um, So, so they do a good job with the multiple universe thing. The animation style is unique. Like to such a degree that I can't even explain it it's like some scenes you're you're convinced that it's like just an animated overlay over real people which it might be I'm not really sure I haven't dug very deep into it um just the effects the I ugh, everything it's is, everything I want to go see it like three more times and you should it's designed well even like the intros for like when they just show the film company um, before the movie even starts. So cool. Like, everything's so great. Detail-oriented. So, yeah, it's really, really good. So, um, saw that last night. And um, my song, um, <laughs> we're going to go way back to 2004. Whoa. Um, I don't know if any of you remember or even know about shoegazing music. Shoegazer. No. It's this whole style from about that time of the year. Of the year. <laughs> of years. Those years. Of that year. It was a moment in um, time. This band is called Starflyer 59. And it's actually like one, mainly one guy and his band, um, which it was a huge thing at the time too. Um, and basically, I don't remember why. I, w- I was listening to the Christmas playlist that I have put together over the past few years on Spotify, and they had 
like a Christmas song on there and it just popped up in my shuffle and I was like, oh, Starflyer 59. Oh yeah. I love you so much. How could I ever forget you? So I've been listening to a lot of Starflyer 59 this week. So one of my favorite Starflyer songs is called um, Wake Up Early. And here it is. Like in high school, I like it because you were you in high school in in, in two thousand and four. Oh yeah, I was a sophomore. Okay, so yeah, it reminds me of just that feel of music. It reminds me of going to these festivals. It reminds me of just like that age and that time of my yeah, life. So. so I like it. I mean, obviously, I haven't. I didn't listen to it for any like vibe reason as far as like the mood I was in necessarily like I usually do it was more like man I forgot how much I love these guys and this guy and um the lyrics are just it it feels easy Mm -hmm. like it's just so it's not chill but it's not not chill like it's not super motivating necessarily it's just like this feels good it's It's a little bit of surfer yeah there's a little surfer guitar in there Mm -hmm. which I love um I love where he says, um, I travel light, no time for slumber. It's just like this, this easygoing idea of like, nothing, there's, there shouldn't be anything to tie me down. Like I wake up early, I'm ready to go. Like maybe a little motivating, but that's not why I've been listening to it. So, yeah. Um, anyways, there's a whole, he's made albums up until 2016, but the ones that I was like hardcore into were like 2004 through like 2011, maybe. Okay. Okay. So, but they got some stuff out there got for us to listen stuff, to. And so. you can listen to our songs on the de- music from Design Speaks pot- playlist on Podcast Spotify. Playlist. Podcast <laughs> playlist on Spotify. Yeah. Um, this week, we got a question from a listener. Her name is Eva. She actually wrote you. And she said... An email. An email. The new old-fashioned way. Yay! <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. Um, she says, I am a new designer who dreams about becoming a true typographer and good designer. And I was hoping you could share with me what you have used yourself to become a good typographer. Looking forward to keep keep learning from you and getting more and more inspired. Thanks, Brandy. So let's start with that. What tools um, did you use to become a good typographer? Um, okay, so in the in the early days of a long time ago, when I first started um, school was 2001, um, design school, well, let's see, 2003. I officially started design school in 2003, and one of the first things that I was, um, something that I will always remember, and honestly, I, I would love to start doing this just as like a poster series or something, um, 
they had us do multiple type projects and what these what these projects had us do was to look to learn how to look closely at letters okay. and at the forms that like the letter forms yeah um so one of the projects was we could choose any typeface and choose one letter from that typeface and crop it crop it all the way in really up close so you could see some sort of detail on it but not really and not really tell exactly what letter is it was almost like abstract art but it forced you to look really closely at the details so that when it blew up to like an eight by eight size it was like that's so cool that is really that's um, a really good idea yeah because then it's not like you're just looking at this word with all these letters it's like you're looking at each individual letter very intently mm-hmm. um, we also had these type books at the time um, because it were everything wasn't digital yet right um so we literally it was like they would it was a font a book full of fonts that the school gave us that gave us the typeface all the letters and numbers and symbols of the alphabet in order of size from like five point to like 36 point okay so if you wanted to to design something for a project you had to trace it from there or go photocopy it and enlarge it and trace it from there like oh wow there wasn't just like at this point, they didn't want us getting on the computer and, like, going and just choosing a size. Like, it wanted you to practice writing these letters. Okay. And I will say that this was step one and one making me fall in love with letter forms and the intricacies of a typeface and how typefaces have personality, um, which is something that I've actually done a presentation on, um, seeing type and how typefaces have personality just like people do. Um, and it also, like... Uh, made me appreciate like the craft behind developing a font like a typeface so that was step one is like learn how to look closely at 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 letters um another one is so basically just practice being an active observer of type so um from that point it was like i i fell in love with letters and typefaces and started to look everywhere at them to see how they were done so magazines do it really well for like they use typefaces really well in article titles um even the covers of magazines like why did vogue choose this typeface and l chose a similar one but not exactly the same mm-hmm. um you know brands for fashion like set aside set out like a bunch of different fashion brands and see the similarities and the styles they choose like anything you can look at literally anything that is type designed with type and like become an active observer and just be very aware that there is type all over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I, I see it everywhere. I think my favorite thing to see is when um, it's just like you're trying to highlight a specific phrase within a saying or sentence and mm-hmm. that specific phrase is something a different type, honestly. Yeah, so like pull quotes. Yeah. Um, movie titles, yeah. like title sequences are v- usually very well designed. Mm-hmm. Um, Netflix has gotten really good at it with all their like original series because you know, they don't really advertise anywhere. Nope. They kind of just have it to give to you the feel of it from immediately the beginning. be appealing. Right. And so look at type, ask yourself, what, what does this typeface say to me and why? So on Netflix, there's a new show called Maniac um, on Netflix. It's an, an original and before I saw the preview, I got a feeling of what this show might be about. Okay. Um, and so that's just like a fundamental exercise because it teaches you how to choose typefaces by the feelings that they give. It's kind of like when we talked about a, f- a while back in an episode where you go look at the book cover, mm-hmm. try to figure out what the book is about before you read anything about exactly. it. Exactly. And a t- the typeface is, is a huge part of that. So yeah, look, being an active observer everywhere. Okay. Um, another thing is... Uh, 
practice combining typefaces. So I, and I've said before, and we did, we did a full episode on like what makes a good design. And part of that, I, I recall, and we'll have to look at, we'll have to check back for the show notes, what episode number that was. And we talked about what makes a good design, but part of it was the type, the typefaces that you choose, how you work with type make is what determines a good design versus a not good design. I've seen it a lot recently. I won't say where, where they put the wrong ones together and it just feels so disconnected Mm -hmm. that and I'm glad thankfully the people called them out and was like this doesn't work because and I was like oh good I couldn't I I don't know that I can say that um because it's it's not my job there um but it you when you use the wrong one it's just like why did you do that you didn't have a reason right so in like I just knew it was wrong (laughs) yeah and and the the cool thing is is that um there are like quote-unquote rules to combining typefaces and I say that loosely because it's one of those things where you have to know the rules before you can break them Mm -hmm. in design you should always know what the like quote rules are and then you should break them break out of them and to a certain extent but know why so it's like they used to say never mix patterns when when you you know choosing typefaces is like choosing your outfit like Mm -hmm. Can you wear white after Labor Day? Of course, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Can you mix polka dots and stripes? That used to be like, no. Oh, I remember. But it's like, okay, but how are you doing it? Does it work cohesively? And if it works for the, like, the look you're trying to portray, then it's probably fine. If the typefaces seem disconnected, but they actually work for your message for some reason, then that's fine. But if you're just choosing random stuff, just to choose random stuff, don't do it. Then don't do it. So obviously always with why, but learn how to combine typefaces. Go to the rules, like the simple rules, like combine a sans serif with the serif. Combine thick with thin. Like all those things are going to just make your work that much more cohesive mm-hmm. and you will be a better um, typographer to do that. Um, another thing that I will say is become a quote like art director. And what I mean by that is the job of an art director, part of the job of an art director is to look at not only the type choices, but how the type is actually laid out. Um, look at hierarchy. Um, div- like in the process of getting to a finished design, one of the key um, processes is, and this we'll talk, we'll get to talk about this more when I talk about um, the process. We're going to do a big process series in the new year. I'm so excited. Um, so part of the actual execution of your design, there's a whole other planning phase in that where you need to plan out your hierarchy. Hierarchy is the order that you want people to see every item on your design. Mm-hmm. So if you have a picture, a headline, and some subtext, you decide as the designer by how you lay it out and the size and the color and the contrast of everything, what things you are guiding the designer, the sorry, the viewer to see first. Um, so what an art director does is looks at everything on a page and decides um, whether that type is done in the right order. Um, you look at the kerning and the letting, that's the space between letters, the space between lines to make sure nothing's bleeding into each other, nothing's touching. Um, really be that detail person Mm-hmm. And that will make you like the closer you look at like a full design with the type and everything. If you can pretend to be an art director, if you're not an art director, you will become a better designer. I think something that is important to recognize is that, yeah, to it to an extent, you just have an eye. Like you see that something's good or bad and you maybe just don't know why. But the rest of it really is learning and practicing and acquiring. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of this stuff 
it just takes time, but it's good to know. And it's a great question because where do you start? Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, how do I read the Bible? I don't know. You don't start from Genesis. No. That's for sure. <laughs> so <laughs> Leviticus. Yeah. It's like, okay, at some point you're going to get really overwhelmed. Yeah. So these are really good first steps to take. Yeah. Um, the last two are pretty easy. Um, read logo books. Mm-hmm. Look at type Look at design books. Um, logo books are nice because you get to see how other people use typefaces in logos. Um, I have a f- just a very few. The the one thousand series. It's like a thousand greetings, a thousand type treatments. Uh, there's like a. They're kind of older, but I've gotten a lot of stuff out of them. Logo Lounge, um, the ones that put out the logo trends every year. They put out logo books, um, poster books, uh, and book covers. We talked about yep. that. Mm-hmm. So just lots. Any book that basically. Um, features design will have type in it and that's a good that's a good habit the last thing is um, I have two type games type games (laughs) type games on my phone oh my gosh one one actually isn't a game it's it's what the font oh yes it's um, basically if you're looking at a design and you you want to start learning typeface names you basically take a picture of of a font and it'll it'll go into the type database and give you ideas of what that font might be. Right. Um, and the last one is called font book. <laughs> and it's basically just a, a quiz yeah. on can you name this typeface? Which is just fun. It's kind of like me taking BuzzFeed quiz for, quizzes for Harry <laughs> Potter. And I'm like, I know all of the answers. Yeah, but it actually, it helps you recognize yeah. the types. I actually even have one that's Helvetica versus Ariel. That's all it is. That's the whole type game. Oh, and it, man. Because they're so similar in they look, are. It, it teaches you how to f- figure out which one's which. And mm-hmm. it just gives you, again, an eye for detail, an eye on the, the intricacies yep. of a typeface. Yep. That's so that's good. everything. I love it. So those are like, what, six or seven practical? Uh, five. Really? Five? That's Maybe. a great way. I have one. I wrote some of them down and then I stopped. Why? I don't, I don't know. know. I stopped. My, my list has five, but you may have categorized them differently than I did. And maybe I said one more. True. I don't know. Well, thankfully, we have show notes. So Yay! Thank you, Joelle. Joelle is our uh, awesome show notes producer gal. Yes. Um, her, you can, we'll tag her on all our Instagram stuff. So yeah, you can find her. That sounds yeah. great. And then she, um, if you have any, like, I don't know, questions for her, you can email us. Yeah. Let me go into this. Okay. We actually heard from someone. Um, her name is, Na- I think her name is Naomi. Naomi. Her handle is G. Yep. We've read something from her before, but that was not on our, our iTunes account. Um, she actually She's went. She's a big fan. Yeah. She <laughs> went and rated and reviewed our podcast on iTunes. Five stars. Yay. And the title is one of my regulars. So Naoji said, I started listening months before I decided to launch an independent independent design business and binged until I caught up. Binge listener. Yeah. Um, which at the time was only about 15 episodes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> only. This has been so helpful as I started my business a few months ago. I am constantly referring new friends to this show. I appreciate that Brandy and Michelle are responsive to their audience. I was thrilled when I sent a question on Instagram and heard it answered in an episode. I'm also pumped to hear there will be book reviews coming in the future, very near future. Yes. Um, It can be overwhelming to know what to use to continue learning because there are never-ending resources out there. But this will always be one of my regular listens. Keep it up, ladies. That is like I could cry. I, it gave me the I chills know. just now. I love it. Thank you so Michelle's much. Michelle's eyes are literally tearing I know, up, you but guys. I, like, I mean, she's I cry, not kidding. But... She is a crier, but let's be real. It's because she feels... I feel so deeply. I, I must not. I'm like, I'm just dead inside, apparently. <laughs> Soulless. I'm not a ginger, even. How does that happen? I don't know. Maybe deep down you are. Really quick. The other thing I did this week, 
I got my hair done. Yes. And, and it looks amazing. like a rain- so it's CMYK hair. That's okay. all I can say. Okay. It's, go look at her Instagram. Continue. Um, if you would like to rate and review us on Instagram or in, on iTunes, we would really appreciate it. It's basically all we're asking as of right now for you to do. If you f- have you, if you find value in something you've heard, let us know, share it with friends, refer people over to our podcast. We are here for you. So go rate and review us, leave us in um, a review and we will read it. We love interacting with you and just seeing who you are, um, knowing that we're just like not talking to nothing we're talking to something we're talking to you um so i'm just gonna throw this out there i just thought about this if you guys screenshot you sharing the podcast with a friend i will enter you to win a poster from me yes that's so so cool so screenshot something that you've shared with a friend and i will send you one of my posters that'll be so cool so we'll make that a thing Right here on the spot. Yeah. Um, Merry Christmas. You can find us on all forms of social media via at Brandy C. Can you spell your name for them? B-R-A-N-D-I-S-E-A. And you can give us your feedback there. Um, We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, um, basically anything. You can also email us Brandy at BrandyC.com. And a huge thanks to Vespertine for allowing us to use his song Shatter in the Night as the intro and outro to our podcast. I think that's it. Yay. So next week, we'll bring Christmas music. Oh, boy. I got, I'm going to go find some Christmas music then. That can't be sleeping at last. <laughs> no. Let's do something out of the box. Out of the box. Okay. Something out of the box for us. Okay. Sleeping at last might be out of the box for some people. But That's not true. Us. Not All us. All right. So we'll see you guys next week. Fade in a grim mystique, but we go.